Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support for episodes of Luke's English Podcast comes from my listeners in the form of donations and also my sponsors. And for this episode, that is italki. Italki are a service that you can use if you're looking for a one-to-one teacher um, in English. So they provide you with loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of different one-to-one teachers. They've got people who specialize in exams or job interview stuff or just general English. And uh, the cool thing is that, you know, you can set your schedule yourself. You can have uh, lessons wherever, whenever you want. It's all done online. So you can just sit in your underpants respectfully, obviously. You could sit um, with your underpants not visible in the on camera but technically you could sit there without trousers on hopefully you'd you'd be wearing a shirt or something on top but if you wanted to you could be comfortable and just choose to to uh stay undressed from the waist down in an appropriate way of course um and you can you know uh, choose what kind of lessons you want also they have uh, community tutors who are less expensive than the teachers They're not qualified teachers, but they are native English speakers. Those community tutors being a cheaper option uh, are there. They're willing, glad, helpful, uh, very up for sharing their language with you as much as they can. Can be a great way to improve your English if you're not necessarily looking for structured lessons. So there are you know, a, a variety of different options. And when you buy some talking time with italki, because you listen to this podcast, they will send you a voucher worth a free lesson. Uh, check that offer out at teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land. Welcome to another new episode of this podcast for learners of English. Now then, in this one, you can listen to a conversation I had with my friend Raphael Miller. Raf and I used to work together as teachers at the London School of English, along with Andy Johnson, Ben Butler and Carrick Cameron, all of whom have featured in episodes of this podcast before. Since those days, Raf has done lots of work at summer schools in the UK and has recently set up his own summer school project, which is called Your English Summer. This is a school for teenagers from around the world who'd like to come to the UK to develop their English skills while having a really cool experience living away from home for a couple of weeks. I thought I'd ask Raf about his project, about the benefits of sending your teenagers to the UK for a summer school English experience, and also about Raf's own experiences of learning languages as a teenager and into adulthood, because he speaks a couple of languages himself. I hadn't spoken to Raf for a while, 
actually, before doing this. Uh, not since the last time he was on this podcast, perhaps, and he, he's been on the podcast before. Long-term listeners might remember him from episode 160, which was called The A to Z of Christmas. So it was really fun to catch up with him, find out about his projects, and also just ramble on about all kinds of other things, like his experiences at Oxford University, where he studied, his childhood in Liverpool, and a famous actor that he knows from university, who has had a big role in a Star Wars film. Yes, Raph knows someone from a Star Wars film. To find out all about that, just keep listening. Now, this might be a difficult conversation for you to follow, depending on your level. Reasons why it might be hard are, first of all, the conversation was done over Skype, so the sound quality isn't 100% perfect, but it's good to get used to listening in less than perfect conditions, like, for example, when you have to do teleconferences in English at work. So it is good practice to listen uh, to Skype uh, conversations. Uh, Raphael has a slight Liverpool accent, but actually I think this isn't really an issue because his accent isn't really that strong. Um, And also... It might be difficult to follow all of this because the whole conversation is done at natural speed and there are quite a lot of idioms, jokey bits, specific phrases and fluent speech that might be hard to understand. But the point here is that this is an authentic chat which ultimately is good practice for you. If you are a parent of teenage kids and you're thinking about sending them to summer school in the UK to learn English, then you should check out Raphael's school, which is called Your English Summer. And there are more details at yourenglishsummer.co.uk. Now then, let's get stuck into the conversation. And just before I hit the record button, um, Raph and I had been struggling to get connected on Skype. Um, It wasn't working properly on his computer. But to solve the problem, he just turned it off and then turned it back on again, which fixed it, of course, because that's usually how you fix technical problems, isn't it? What do you do when something doesn't work, when you've got a technical issue? How do you fix it? Well, have you tried turning it on and turning it off again? Uh, That usually works. That's as simple as it gets, really. Just turn it off and turn it on again. There are other generic solutions to typical technical problems, of course. Can you think of any? We talk about that right at the beginning of the conversation. And after that, we talk a little bit about a recent episode of this podcast that Raphael had been listening to. Uh, That's a recent one with Amber and Sarah called Becoming Maman. Do you remember that episode? Just a few episodes ago now. So uh, Raph had been listening to that one and we kind of talk about that a little bit. And then the conversation just keeps on flowing from there, taking in some details about the social rules related to talking to new parents about their children. In fact, like me, Raf is also a new father. His son is just six months old now. Also, we talk about British social etiquette in general, how we both know each other and how we first met, and then on to the details of Raf's project, learning English at summer schools in the UK, Liverpool, Oxford University, his friend who was in Star Wars, and various other things. Okay, so now that you're ready, let's dive into this chat with Raphael Miller, and here we go. <laughs> That's right. Have you, tri- have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> yeah, you've got turning it on and off again, yeah. uh, blowing on it, 
Yeah, yeah, in the 90s. Right. This is how you fix things. Is there any dust on it? Uh, I'm, I'm all out of suggestions then, I'm afraid. Take, take the battery out, turn them around and put them back in again and uh, just hitting it. Exactly, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But all good, man. What about, what about you? Yeah, fine, thanks. I was enjoying you. I was enjoying your previous episode. Oh yeah. What what were we talking about? It was expansive. It was expansive. <laughs> you know. Um, I don't even know if it was the previous one. Actually, it was one of the one of the one of the previous five or six. Um, becoming mammal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So it, it it went it went all over. You know, like <laughs> nature nature versus nurture. Orangutans. You know. Um, yes. Yeah, right. All, all all of that. <laughs> yeah, I tend to find that. Um... If I try to force episodes to go in a particular direction, then it it all starts to kind of get a bit uh, awkward and unnatural. And so the best way to keep the the conversation flowing is just to think, well, what the hell? If it's going to go off in a different direction, why not let it go that way? And that's quite yeah. It's 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 it must be a bit of a bit of a skill (laughs) to sort of gently gently sort of. cajole the conversation in 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 the general direction it depends who i'm talking to i mean in that one i was talking to amber and sarah and they're both quite excitable when they get together yeah and uh especially when talking about that subject they've got a lot of things to say and so yeah it's easily it it gets carried away quite easily seemed like a good dynamic yeah it is their show is very good it's right it's very funny the Um, stand-up show yeah they're doing a stand-up show about being a mum in france yeah. Okay. And That's cool. uh, it's it's very good. They've managed to kind of um, highlight and identify lots of the issues. Oh, really? That that uh, sort of expat mums have in France, uh, <laughs> of which I'm sure there are there, there are, are one or two. There are quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite happy to just jump straight into doing our recording if that's uh, Dive in. if that's okay for you works for me man you know I, uh, I feel i feel i feel like i feel like we've hit good rhythm already you know yeah well all right well uh, let's go well, how's the is the audio okay the audio's all right yeah what, what are you actually using i've just got my um my my headphones they're like fairly good quality ones though they're like uh noise cancelling which help which helps for me <laughs> but not so much for anybody else yeah that's right um so but they've got a built-in built-in microphone that's like right next to um my mouth that helps you know? conveniently <laughs> if it was if, if the microphone was right next to another body part that might not work so well so yeah, yeah. so it, it, i guess it's good but i'm wearing a, i'm wearing a duvet over my shoulders just to stop any kind of <laughs> sonic interference <laughs> just to prevent the, the sound from bouncing off your shoulders too much my massive glass shoulders because <laughs> we all know in in broadcasting We've seen the insides of radio studios. Sometimes you see them on TV, and you just see uh, all of the presenters wearing towels, over, uh, duvets towels. over their shoulders. Radio, it's broadcasting one hundred and one. Yeah, basics—the ba- absolute basics of recording audio. Make sure that first thing you got to do, obviously, is uh, before you set up all the microphones, just make sure that everyone in the studio has got duvet. You need—you'll need to make sure you've got plenty of duvets available. Can always see the new boy strolling into bbc <laughs> broadcasting house without a duvet <laughs> like wait a minute Where, where's your duvet you've left your duvet oh you've got to go you're gonna to have to go home and get your duvet then because um it's not going to work without without a duvet god no, didn't they teach you that at school 
Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it might be doing something. I imagine it's doing very little. But no, it sounds go. good. It sounds good. <clears throat> I think it's the duvet. It's Sweet. Making all the, it's making all the difference. Um, it's crucial. All right. Well, let, let's let's go. I mean, without, you know, let's dispense with the small talk at the beginning yeah. and just kind of dive straight into it. Um, <laughs> sounds great. So, Raph, how are you doing then? You doing all right? Yeah. 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 Really good. Thanks. Really good. Um, sort of quite a lot going on at the moment but yeah yeah i think you know as your listeners know you know you're 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 a new father as well and people there's always that temptation to be like oh you know i'm really you know being a new father is really destroying me and it is it is tiring but i'm I'm not gonna you know kind of Hmm. over egg over egg that sort of thing it's just yeah yeah everything's great man everything's good do you find that when you're talking to people who are already parents that they seem to emphasize the difficulty a bit too much yeah i think there's so much going on I, f- I find when you speak to other people who are like parents of of newborns it's just it's it's like an absolute etiquette kind of like minefield yeah do you know what i mean it's it's sort of you know say they've got kids who are like a bit older than yours you know you don't want to be like them thinking that you're all like oh yeah my kid's amazing you know it's like sleeping really well and all this sort of thing but at the same time you don't want to downplay Mm. any of the good stuff either do do you know what i mean so it's sort of like you you kind of just try and find like a common ground like oh that's really bad for you yeah that's really bad for me as well okay let's let's talk about that thing yeah because if you're talking about how difficult everything is then potentially you're kind of uh putting a downer on their joy yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, you don't want to be that person who's saying, "Oh, you know, you got, oh, it's going to get difficult." You know, it's yeah. the, the difficult <laughs> stuff is, oh, you've just you, you're in the good period now, but it's going to get really tough. You don't want to be one of those doom and gloom people. Yeah, like you you ain't seen nothing yet, sort of vibe yeah, going on. You know, like oh, well, you just shoot, just you wait, just you wait, sort of thing. But at the same time, it, there seems to be a social convention that says that you shouldn't talk about how great it is too much you don't want to be yeah. a nauseating parent who's like oh it's yeah. just wonderful how our baby's yeah. just so adorable and cute and everything's just fantastic and she sleeps so well you don't want yeah. to do that either so yeah it is a minefield yeah it's it's, it's tricky it's, i think you know you just play it safe kind of <laughs> yeah. a few a few general kind of things and i don't, I don't know it, it is always tricky the better you know someone the easier it is yeah you and know, also, you kind of know know their experience a little bit know their mindset beforehand it's when you go to kind of groups and mm. and things i don't know if it's if it's the same in france but you know there are all kinds of kind of crazy like groups you can go to and and they become pretty pretty kind of competitive really um i think so yeah i i haven't been to that many but from from what i hear i've had a few because i just think it happens almost subconsciously or accidentally like people mm people just like talking about their experience and then you're like oh my god like that that's not the same for me or that hasn't happened for us or and it's just yeah because every child is just so different you know Mm. you can't kind of you'll end up with loads of neuroses if you really worry about all these all these different kind of experiences that everyone else is having you know yeah i guess also people are sort of comparing themselves to other people and trying to work out if their experience is normal or not and Mm. uh, and so it's it's very hard to work out what 
other people are genuinely experiencing yeah and whether exactly. they're just sugarcoating things yeah or maybe making things sound much worse than they actually are when secretly yeah. you know they're going yeah. oh it's so hard you know we just haven't slept for, i haven't slept for for about 18 months yeah. so i'm literally dead i mean i yeah. am actually dead now uh i got my death certificate last month i you know uh i don't know how i'm even having this conversation to be honest with you um and and then actually when they're at home they're just having the best time with their child you it's don't just fine it's yeah. just fine because yeah because there's one person that that i know who's like a friend of my partner's mm. and you know she's always like throwing stuff up on instagram and kind of facebook and like you know real doom and gloom sort of vibe oh yeah and then you meet her and her little baby and you're like this baby like seems seems like just like a normal baby you know it's, yeah. it seems fine yeah and then she'll go away and write something about that period of time that you have also experienced that just doesn't reflect yeah that what has happened you know? so, so you're like okay well now i have objectively experienced that as well so i know that what you're saying is just like not factual <laughs> so like for example you go and have a coffee with this person and their child and for yeah. you it's just you know a fairly normal easygoing coffee yeah uh, but then you read their version of it on facebook and it's what i mean what what kind of thing would she be writing then because i don't know if this is this i don't know if it's the same in other countries i don't know if it's just british people being weird and (laughs) you know and like and and uh downplaying their joy and presenting a a a more sort of miserable struggling sort of uh image to the world when in fact it's part part of the british mentality it's weird isn't isn't it that why do we do that yeah you don't want to be seen as a show-off you know that like you're kind of finding life a bit too easy yeah it's not (laughs) modesty isn't it it's somehow being modest and sort of um uh kind of putting yourself down and talking about how difficult and horrible your life is somehow that's an act that's an act of kindness to you make everybody else feel feel better about theirs yeah because you're being so nice to everyone by going oh no i'm my i'm awful i'm a total failure my life's a complete joke and yeah uh, as as a as a generous uh thing to make everyone feel better weird yeah because you meet people you know um well just from low you know when you kind of in you know teaching especially you meet people from all over the world all the time Mm. and you know it's hard to generalize but you know there are certain countries where you just expect people from that country just to be more upbeat you know and you meet them and they're like yeah everything's great yeah everything's really cool you know and and they've just like broken their leg or you know (laughs) (laughs) like got fired or something yeah and they're like yeah you know i got fired but hey man you know don't worry it's gonna be okay you're like oh okay well great outlook you know keep 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 it up one kind of sign can be the way that people sort of say hello you know so in 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 france it's like you know Sava, you know like how's it going mm-hmm. and usually people say oh ça va bien you know it's going going pretty well mm-hmm. um and then in other countries like in spain it's quite similar in portuguese like in brazil they say like often even something more positive than that like you know tudo joy or something you know like everything's amazing mm-hmm. but in england it's like we, we usually say not too bad <laughs> and it's like well if that's not if that's not kind of putting a negative slant on things and then it's like yeah things aren't too bad today like like usually they're really awful but today it's not too bad yeah not too bad i mean you know i'm basically surviving like yeah uh, yeah, yeah it could be worse you know it could yeah, be worse could i can't be worse. can't complain 
can't, yeah, that's genuinely what people say, you know, and it's like, well, surely that just reveals the um, fairly, I'm not saying, you know, we're all really terrible people, I'm really negative, but come to England, it's amazing, you know, <laughs> learn English. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, that's just one side of things, of course, that exactly. uh, perhaps, you know, obviously, we're, we're not just constantly, like, putting ourselves down and, and always yeah. focusing on the negative, not at all. But yeah. you might, what you might find is that, um, like for my listeners, when they do speak to native English speakers or when they just hear native English speakers in the UK talking to each other, there is sometimes a little bit of, let's say, kind of modesty or or kind of um, self-effacing humour, maybe mm. making yourself the butt of the joke or maybe kind of emphasising some of the more difficult things about your life. Yeah. Just because we don't want to uh, to look like we're showing off. We don't want to make everyone think that we're having an amazing time somehow because that's irritating or yeah or yeah it's somehow an attempt to be nice um, yeah yeah you don't you don't want to be seen as as fake i don't, yeah. want, to come, don't want to come across as fake i and, suppose and would be a big part i mean i guess like in in the united states it's it, arguably it's a, it's a bit different although obviously it's very diverse there but you could say that in, in america they tend to be a bit more positive too like oh it's great and everything's I don't know, maybe something to do with the culture. Like in the States, they will find it more socially acceptable to put a positive spin on things. Like you see, for example, on, on television, when, when uh, on American news, when someone is interviewed on an American news show, mm. they, they've got a big grin on their face, big smile, you know, yeah. like, so Chad Johnson uh, in Denver <laughs> and Chad Johnson's there with a big smile on his face. Here we are in Denver Whereas uh, in England, it's like, so we now go over to Dave Smith in Coventry. I'm in <laughs> Coventry, and you can tell by the tone of my voice that it's not pretty, you know. I think, I think, yeah, it's it's got to be that, you know. I, I don't, I don't, who knows why, you know. I think it's complex cultural, social factors kind of all interplaying. But I, think so. I don't know. It's, 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 there's definitely something at work there. Yeah, it's just, I think it's the weather. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the never-ending winter this year, so um, that's definitely going to going to be affecting a few people's mood. I think so. Um, so, Raf, when was the last time we actually spoke with each other? Yeah. Do you remember? I think it was possibly on this podcast. Well, you know, when, when we recorded an, another podcast around, around that time. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is... Oh, like three years ago or something. I've got the date. I've got the date here, pre-prepared. Oh, excellent! It so, was a Christmas podcast. I it remember was, it was a Christmas podcast. So you came to Paris a few years ago. You stayed with us, and while you were here, we recorded the A to Z of Christmas, which was episode number one hundred and sixty. It was. I remember it was an epic. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe we we had like a break in the middle or something. <laughs> we, like, we we let people like rest their ears. <laughs> for I think a we while. may have paused the podcast, gone yeah. and gone and slept for eight hours, and then carried yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it was great fun, man. It was it was cool, but I I feel like any like your your the Lepsters, yeah, who who made it to the to the end in in like <laughs> one or like two or even three sittings they 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 should get like some sort of award <laughs> but it's, you know it's like that for pretty much every episode really yeah yeah they often go on for up to 90 minutes that's but, that's great though i mean it's it's such a good way to um because I, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. practicing um 
French and Spanish, and it's it 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 is it really is good. You know, I think as as a way to to like kind of improve your language yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think so. So, too. so, so just go. So the longer, just remember, just for the listeners, you know, just remember, it, it feels the longer it, it it goes on for, just the better your English is going to be becoming, just naturally. So just go yeah. with it. Exactly, that's the idea. I've I've always thought the whole point is I want my listeners to listen regularly and listen uh, long term. Um, yeah. and listen for longer periods of time and mm. i mean the, the from the from the producer's point of view from the people who make podcasts for learners of english the 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 accepted wisdom is oh they should be short they should be 10 minutes six minutes mm-hmm. six minute english right right you know the I shorter the better in fact they should just be you know one minute 30 seconds is too <laughs> long they shouldn't even exist just yeah. they shouldn't happen at all you know this is the uh, just a word yeah just one word maybe a letter just one letter would be but the shorter if we can shave it down even to small letters like just the like i editing. yeah i uh just the letter i the shortest letter that we can think of just a yeah. full stop that's it that would that's best you know i don't I question that kind of logic and I think, well, why? Why should they be 15 minutes long? Sure, okay, learners of English, they, they get tired easily. But, mm. you know, they're not, it's not like they are, they, they, yeah, they get tired easily, but it's not like they're operating at high altitude. <laughs> I pe- you know, people can choose as well. You know, it's not, like, it's not like once you start listening, like you have to get to the end, you know, it's like you can press pause and yeah. come back later. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like because a, a 90 minute podcast exists, you can only ever start listening to it if you, if you know for sure that you're going to make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you know? Safety warning at the beginning of the podcast. Just yeah. should know that this podcast is 15 minutes long. If you don't have uh, 15 minutes available ahead of you, then do not yeah. press play. Uh, press play at your own risk yeah <laughs> lock out a suitable amount of time in your schedule yeah 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 exactly uh so all right episode 160 the a to z of christmas that's the last yeah. time uh, you were on this podcast and that's uh, oh. around about the last time that we actually saw each other and talked to each other um that you know that sort of weekend or whenever it was that you came mm. over um so uh, wow that's how many years ago 13 14 15 16 17 that's about five four four or five years ago four years a lot's, ago. a lot's happened since really first of all before we get to the what's new stuff uh how do we know each other anyway ah uh, yeah well from uh from just from the london the london days the london teaching days you know in the in the london school of english that's right it was a halcyon halcyon times really you know just just great great times they were weren't um they? You know, I, I have no no kind of qualms about admitting that, you know, for, for your for your li- listeners' benefit, that you were my kind of teaching, my, my English teaching sort of guru when I when I first came to London because I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. Really, and I'd kind of peer over and and see these like beautiful um, prepared lessons that you'd done and all these like kind of. Um, you know, really good lesson plans and things like that and think, yes, this is this is the structure that I should be kind of following, you know. So so thanks for that if you if you didn't know that already. Oh, no, that's um, right. You're welcome. But yeah, but yeah, just just from hanging out in London and stuff and you know, working together and, and with, with all the other guys and everything. It was it was a good time, man. Yeah. Re- really good times. Really good times. And then um I guess sort of um you started to 
so we we would work together at the London School of English, and then you would kind of disappear during the what during the summer months, like July and August. I remember there were just a couple of years where you just yeah. sort of, uh, left the London School and you were working elsewhere in the country. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you doing? Just, in- just ghosted out for um, to go and work at summer schools. Yeah, like so. I think I did well. Not I think I, I did my first one in two thousand eight. So before, just before I started working at the London School, then had a bit of a gap, yeah. and then started doing them. You know, did, did another one kind of uh, 2010, 2012. So so yeah, just kind of pretty much every year after that. Um, Teaching at and, summer schools. Yeah, so it's like kind of usually they're about five weeks long. You know, um, for mm-hmm. students from all over the world. Yeah. Like tend to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you usually have between ages that are quite close together. They just come from all over the world just to stay and live in a boarding school in the UK with loads of other students in a kind of really great immersive English speaking environment and mm. just do lessons and activities. And it's, so it's like just this kind of um really is quite it's quite an experience for everyone you know like for the students and for the staff as well because it's like you're in a little bubble yeah and you're just kind of doing all this stuff all the time and the students are kind of working on their english all like pretty much just all day really yeah um but it's it's great fun man you know it, it really is it really is cool and it's you know you often have lots and lots of different nationalities together so they're kind of opportunities for the students <clears throat> go like far beyond just like learning their english you know, learning learning better english sort of thing yeah so it's like you know really kind of expanding their horizons and meeting people from all around the world and stuff so you started doing more and more summer school stuff and then i guess i moved to france mm-hmm. and started working here and then you basically went off and and worked full time in in summer schools didn't you yeah yeah so i did a bit of time <clears throat> I did a bit of time. Sounds like I was in jail. Like I, I went <laughs> overseas for a little while. So oh, yeah. I went to the I went to the Middle East, yeah, for a little bit, and then just sort of in like either side of that, again worked at summer school. And now I've just sort of started my own my own summer school, really. Right. Um, so that's just like the big project that's taken over my life um, alongside little baby leo at the moment you know so um yeah it's 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 pretty it's pretty exciting little baby leo so uh how old is leo now six six months yesterday six yeah, months yeah, yesterday so really wow I don't, I don't know where those six months went apparently they happened <laughs> you know it just yeah the time just it's it's you must be finding that as well at the top the time just like flies absolutely yeah time flies so fast it's ridiculous i, I think because you because you are busy you know yeah or, or pretty much all the time so you just yeah like you're not just sitting around like chilling <laughs> listening to like some albums <laughs> yeah. like, we, we were trying to think like what did we do with all our free time before you know like before before the baby um and like i don't know like watching films i don't box sets who, who yeah. knows it's just yeah it's different so yeah the, those six months have just just zipped just zipped by and and it's almost almost summertime. So now what you're doing is you're, you're looking after the baby and just sort of living the, the domestic life and all that stuff. But yeah, you've, you've set up your own business then. You're setting up your own summer school. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are the details? Um, Tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be my pleasure. I'd be my pleasure. So it's in Liverpool mm-hmm. and it's um, for students between 12 and 16 years old. You know, essentially like young teenagers, really because 
you know, these are kind of, I think it's like quite, quite a good age, really, you know, when like kids are really starting to have these experiences going overseas more or less on their own, maybe like school trips and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the school actually that I used to go to when, when I was a kid. So really? I know the school really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Liverpool college. So it's a great, it's like a really big school. It's like one of Liverpool's oldest schools and they've got really cool facilities, like loads of sports pitches and indoor sports facilities, great classrooms. It's like really modern. And also they've got really good accommodation. So it's um, like the perfect combination really, you know, Um, and being in, being in Liverpool is, is pretty, pretty great, especially this year because it's um, back when we were like properly in the EU um, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool was the European capital of culture in 2008. Yeah. So it's the 10, obviously the 10 year anniversary of that. So there really, there's like tons and tons of events and things like that planned in Liverpool all year, but mm-hmm. obviously lots of it's happening in the summer. So I, I think, you know, it's going to be like a really kind of cool atmosphere and like in the central Liverpool, it should be, you know, really, really sort of vibrant, even, even more so than usual. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, what we'll be able to experience as well as, you know, students do English lessons five days a week. And then we go on other excursions like theme parks and museums and show them around the city and go to nearby places. It's, it's like, it's full on, you know, it's like yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week sort of vibe, you know, it's Brilliant. It should be really- So wait a minute. So going back to Liverpool then. So you're from Liverpool, aren't you? Yes. Yes. That's right. Anfield, that's right. isn't it? No, no, no I, a little bit in like sort of further south in Liverpool. So um, it's um, an area called Calderstones, which is quite quite near the school, actually. Why was I um, thinking Anfield? The football team, name of the stadium? I know. No, it's not Anfield. It's where do they have the, the Grand National Horse Race? Oh, Aintree. Aintree. Wasn't it near there? Yes. No, that's actually kind of on the edge. What am I thinking? Why am I thinking Anfield yeah. and Aintree? An, uh, Anfield and Aintree, I don't know. All, all, all the places in Liverpool beginning with A. Just, yeah. just A to Z again, you say the A to Z of Liverpool. It's that's the next it. podcast. <laughs> Could be a good idea. A to Z of Liverpool. Uh, first letter, A. Yeah. <laughs> a, mate. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how many of your listeners all understand that one. <laughs> go, on, exp- go on, you'll have to explain it. Well, it's the, the Scouse pronunciation, you know, like, so I, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not pretending that I don't have a Scouse accent. Do, well, do, I, you, do I, you have a Scouse accent? I do have a bit of a Scouse accent. Although it's weird because some people, some people say to me, oh my God, like your accent is so strong. And I'm like, oh really? I, I, I didn't think it was. But then I go to Liverpool and people are sort of like, all right, mates, where are you from? Yeah, so it's, it's, I'm like, yeah. Well, even when I lived in Liverpool, people used to ask me where I was from. Like people from Liverpool, also from Liverpool, yeah. would say, "Where are you from?" And I'd be like, "Well, you're just over there. You know, that's that's my house." Yeah, I'm, I'm from this so, street. Like, yeah, talk, exactly. I wasn't born in Liverpool, you know. So if you're born in Liverpool and your family is from Liverpool, you know, you are kind of classified um as a scouser you know you can call yourself a scouser it's like like a cockney in london yeah so you're like properly from liverpool you can be a scouser and if you've ever heard of john bishop the comedian well, that's hey, probably a, fa- a fairly good barometer of, of a scouser a strong scouser actually raf funny you should say that because uh i did an episode all about john bishop 
Nice. And followed it up with an episode all about uh, the Liverpool accent. There you go. There you go. So just go back and go back and re-listen. Go, go back into the archives but yeah john bishop um yes is a, a good benchmark for a, a scouse accent that source is that sort of scouse accent like that but you don't yeah. really sound like that raf you don't sound like a proper scouser exactly i'm faking it i'm a plastic scouser so they, you they weren't were sorry you weren't born in liverpool then no i was, born, I was born down south in guildford actually. you were born in guildford it's not far from where i grew up in uh yeah, in ealing yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, West, okay, West okay, London. Yeah. It's not that far from Guildford. Yeah, it's just a, a short hop, skip, and a jump. So you're down Surrey Hampsway, and then and then up to Liverpool. Well, up to Glasgow, Glasgow. Wait, so and then, you wait, and then, bo- and then Liverpool. Born in Guildford, then yeah. moved to Glasgow. How, how? At what age? About two. Okay, and then yeah, young. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I was taken. I was taken. Uh, I had very very little contribution to the. The thought process. <laughs> you, it wasn't your choice. Yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't like, you know what, guys? I, I'm hearing great things about Glasgow. <laughs> like, yeah, this Guildford's all right, but Glasgow's where it's at. Exactly. Uh, and then Liverpool at what yeah. age? Yeah, then at five to eighteen, Liverpool. So the rest, rest five, of my five to eighteen. Okay, yeah, so yeah. not and a. Rest- sort of childhood basically in, okay. in liverpool okay not not a uh yeah not a, a bona fide scouser then but yeah. i don't know yeah. f- from age five to 18 that's a it's a pretty good stint it's a good run yeah, yeah yeah solid yeah yeah you know so yeah okay and and so the summer school that you've set up is based in your actually in your old school i guess yes. during the summer when you know the kids aren't there exactly it's, yeah we sort of borrow we kind of borrow the school effectively so yeah. um you know, hire it, I suppose would be the correct word. <laughs> yeah, you're not just sounds a little bit un- un- unofficial. <laughs> we just sneak in while no one's looking. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they have actually kind of turned into like, they've, they've got a, a small part of the school is boarding. Some students mm. from from all over the world, really, like a handful, um, who, who sort of are residential students at the normal school. So, but in the holiday, they, they all go home. So we we use their accommodate we use that accommodation mm. and then the rest of the school as well um so yeah you know students just essentially live there and you know all the meals and all the activities and all the lessons it's all kind of part of the the summer school kind of experience okay so that's what boarding means it's a, a boarding school is where kids actually yeah. live at the school they sleep there and uh, as well as taking their classes there i guess a bit like Hogwarts. I was just about to say the thing Harry Potter, but less fewer fewer dragons and uh and, and, and less magic. Just less know? magic. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is more or less the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just scale it back. Scale at, scale back the magic. There's still magic there, I suppose, because the yeah, you know the experience the magic, is, the magic of uh the magic of English. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh yeah, that that's exactly what it's like. And it is it is really cool, you know, it's it's you know, much as you would imagine it, um, in in terms of the experience, you know, and, and the kind of really cool, like international, diverse environment. Um, but I think, you know, it's and it is in terms of a way to learn English. Mm. It is really, you know, going to a summer school is really different to to any other way of, of learning of learning English. You know, mm. because um, you're probably learning as much when you're not actually like in a lesson. Yeah. Um, because you're always interacting with like the staff and other students. So it's a very sort of 
um, organic way of, of learning English as well. So, um, yeah, you're going to be sort of doing activities and vocabulary and maybe checking grammar and things like that in the lessons. But then when you're coming out, you're just interacting with people in a very, in a very kind of natural way. Mm-hmm. And also in, in that way that it's kind of the, the reality of learning English now is because, say, if I'm from Portugal and, and I, I speak English, probably most of the time I'm speaking English is not to an English person. It might be to like a Spanish person or a German person or like, a, I don't know, a, someone from India or, or, or anything, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not, you know, you're kind of learning that natural way of speaking to non-native speakers as well yeah so it's 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 really cool you know that is actually a really important skill for people to develop uh, and um, your summer schools are for like teenagers as you said and so yeah. it's, it's very important for them to learn not only how to you know speak english to native speakers but also to be able to speak and communicate effectively with non-native speakers of english yeah. too yeah, yeah, because yeah, ultimately these are the people they're going to be uh, doing business with in English after Britain has left the European Union. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just doing lots of nice kind of friendly things. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, shame. The, um, yeah. But, you know, still still come to England, though. It's great. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, well, um, yeah, I mean, where else are they going to go to learn the, the real English, you know? They're not necessarily going to go to, like I don't know, somewhere else. Like going to Liverpool, yeah. that, 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 that's still going to be an attractive and worthwhile prospect even after our our politicians have uh, done all the nonsense that they're doing i think there's i think that it's i mean obviously i you know we look at something like brexit and we are so concerned about uh, the uh, effects that it's the effects that it will have but certain things i think will still uh, remain unchanged and and that includes things like the value of traveling to the uk as an experience and 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 a lot of the things that uh, the uk has to offer and the potential for learning english effectively by going there and doing things like summer school um placements and and things like that so i think that i think that it'll be all right somehow yeah we'll we'll, we'll muddle through it's kind of um yeah i don't think yeah things are going to change but you know they're not going to be making people get visas and stuff to you know get on an easy jet flight from you know from paris or whatever it's it's going to be pretty much pretty much business as usual i think in but fact it's just... in fact something like you and setting up a business that um is attracting attracting sort of um foreign um investment even in a you know in, in this sort of way is mm. is probably going to be encouraged and it's the sort of thing that's going to save the country to be honest <laughs> <laughs> a one a one-man crusade for, you to are, save the country from brexit <laughs> you, Raphael miller in brexit rescue bid exactly here's the news um yeah yeah i know it's just oh, i get really depressed when i think about it but yeah i think it's it's still going to be great you know it's just you just sort of um do 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 what you're you know you kind of get on with things don't you and, and yeah. kind of go about your your normal kind of business and just keep calm and carry on exactly exactly just, just you know? g- give give us an idea of what a typical day might look like for these uh teenagers now my my listeners um i don't know if i've got many 14 year olds listening to this i think i've got some i have got some um people some 12 13 14 15 year olds listening to this once once the word gets out about this 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 podcast you're gonna you're gonna be inundated oh yeah all the cool kids will be listening to this (laughs) but um i 
I expect that I've probably got more people who have kids who are coming up to this age or who mm. are at this age and who are thinking of how to help their uh, teenage or tween age uh, kids. Tween exactly. this is like what? Just before teenager, isn't it? Yeah. Tween yeah. age. Between being a child and being a teenager. Yeah. So anyway. The tricky years. Yeah, the tricky period. But uh, I'm sure many of my listeners are parents who are thinking, how can I help my kids improve their English? And summer school placements summer school experiences can be a really good idea so imagine we've got um you know uh, our teenagers coming to your school what's an idea of uh, a typical day that they might yeah that's a good that's a good that's a good idea actually um so yeah at our summer school um you know the students would be up fairly you know fairly early it's because it's a it's a kind of full day it's not about having a lie-in until until like we do all the lessons in the morning so Mm -hmm. we sort of wake up around 7 30 ish kind of everybody's getting ready like hanging out playing some table tennis just coming coming down into the kind of like communal area Mm -hmm. so coming down from the bedrooms into the sort of common rooms in their part of the accommodation Mm -hmm. um if there's any like information or little bits of um news or something like that to be passed on to the students the staff would do that then then the staff would bring them all over, have breakfast. After breakfast, we have you know, three hours of lessons. Mm-hmm. So like two lessons with a break in the middle. Yeah. And um, then, you know, in between um, you know, after the lessons and before lunch, there's probably like a little bit of a break. And then we have lunch. And then it's kind of a bit of time for students to go back to the accommodation, um, get changed, like hang out, relax, and get ready for like afternoon afternoon activities. Mm-hmm. So afternoon activities would be something like um, sp- sports or arts and crafts. Um, there'd be a bit of a selection for students to to choose from, mm-hmm. so they can like maybe practice something that they know and that they really like, or they could try something a little bit different, something new. Um, then after that's finished, again back to the accommodation. Depending what they've been up to, they might need to like get changed out of their sports clothes or whatever you know it's up to them mm-hmm. just some relaxed time to chill out at the accommodation to kind of hang out together uh, maybe call home like you know get on the wi-fi everything like that yeah then obviously evening meal and then after the evening meal there would be another activity an evening activity so um could be anything from like a big all school activity like some sort of game or competition um yeah. like quizzes could be a trip out to the cinema um like bowling you know just there's a whole kind of variety of things really um and then so that's you would have that like same day kind of kind of that sort of formula Mm -hmm. um five of the days of the week and then two other days not necessarily weekend days like um you would have an excursion yeah so you'd go somewhere for the whole day um so they have that balance in the week you know it's not it's not kind of lessons every single day. Yeah. Um, lots of lessons, lots of learning, but also trips, like visiting places, learning about the culture and the kind of region or going to a theme park and just getting like, you know, on all the kind of biggest rides and like getting the kind of absolute. Getting really scared on some crazy uh, roller coaster ride in the theme exactly. park. Which exactly. Which theme park is it, by the way? It's all, it's, well, because it's, we're in the north, we, get, we can go to Alton Towers. Alton which is, Towers, yeah, yeah, obviously the king of UK UK theme parks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how it works, really. Um, and yeah, it's just like I said, it's a, it, it is a full day. Um, yeah. You know, we always we don't we don't sort of just want 
students to be like sitting around for for hours and yeah. you know often often you will you know it really varies like different summer schools in the uk like like the quality does vary quite a lot you know so mm. often you'll see like like kids on an excursion from a summer school and they're just sort of like listlessly like sitting around in the park or something not really not really like doing anything yeah. but we kind of want our students to be like engaged like active like chatting to each other chatting to the staff doing something fun you know it's yeah. just all about like having loads of fun yeah and improving their confidence to express themselves in english That's brilliant. um and at the end of the two weeks yeah because usually students will come for two weeks um they go home just hopefully much better at english much more confident but also like pretty much fully exhausted because they've <laughs> been <laughs> they've been really busy and active every single day because yeah. the staff staff you get one day off a week yeah so it's quite hardcore like when you work at one at a summer school you're really tired but then you think well hang on the staff get one day off but like the kids are busy like every single day you know so yeah yeah when 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 they're done they they, they go home and it's like yeah they go home and have a big sleep i think basically <laughs> this is exactly what parents want basically at summer they want to get rid of the children first of all exactly for, for a week or two yeah uh, or how many weeks by the way well, the school's open for four weeks, yeah. but usually people, you know, they, they send send the kids for two weeks. Yeah. That's the, you know, the typical period of time. Right. So the parents want to get rid of the kids for a couple of weeks so they can have yeah. a holiday from the exactly. kids. Exactly. Uh, living the dream. Yeah, living the dream. Exactly. And they, they want the kids to come back uh, with vastly improved English having made international friends yeah. and having, you know, had all these experiences and done all these things in English, purely in English for, for two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. And then also for them to be completely exhausted so yeah. that they just sleep <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. don't cause any problems. Really quiet at home and, and, and just do you know, much more intelligent. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and also it's like, you know, then for the following years, you know, those same students are either going to be maybe like visiting each other in, yeah. in each other's countries mm. or coming back to the school and like seeing each other again at the school the, the following year or, yeah. you know, seeing the same staff again. So you really build like a really nice community. Yeah. Um, and, and also like one other thing about summer schools that I kind of, after I'd done quite a few of them, I realized that's really cool is like when, you know, when the students come, that there isn't like this sort of, um, you know, they're on their own, you know, so there are no sort of expectations of them and, and no one really kind of like knows them, you yeah. know, so they can just kind of come and like express themselves and like have fun and do what kind of whatever they want, whatever activities they want. They don't have their friends around them, like sort of saying, oh, you know, why are you doing arts and craft? Like you should be doing football. Yeah. It's like, no, you can just come and do whatever you want, you know, and then it's just a way to sort of try loads of new hobbies and activities and and, and stuff like that i don't know if that if that really makes sense but. no it makes total sense it gives them a chance to kind of um do something new and yeah. sort of broaden their horizons a bit because <laughs> because it's sort of like stepping out of their normal world and making new friends and sort of like having i remember as a kid as a teenager that sort of thing was always amazing when yeah. you kind of go off and at the beginning um you you're nervous because you don't yeah. know anyone but everyone's oh, kind yeah. of everyone's in the same boat yeah and so you may end up making friends with people that become really solid strong friendships yeah because you've been through that quite formative experience yeah exactly it's like you're doing something new every single day so you're you're always like really aware of what's going on you're not you're not just at home doing the same thing over and over again it's like 
it's every day is something a little bit unexpected yeah you know we always try and we do have a a schedule but we'll always try and like throw in a few things to like surprise the kids and do something a little bit different and Mm. you know even if it's just a small thing so yeah it's like people you meet there you're definitely going to keep in touch with and and sort of have a really have a really good friendship with sounds fantastic so can i just ask you about the staff like um these are the these are the the members of staff that the kids will probably have a lot of contact with that yeah. they'll be talking to a lot and spending yeah, a lot yeah. of time with um uh so who are your staff like um where do you get your staff from and, and who, yeah so there would be people who you know maybe they're working as english teachers in in well all over the world really mm-hmm. so often they'll be working at a school abroad and then they will also have a massive summer holiday yeah. so they might come think okay well I'll, I'll go and do like a few weeks working at summer school or or something like that so they they could be people usually quite young you know like sort of just started in their kind of english teaching careers um so you know they're kind of looking for a way to to fill up that holiday basically um yeah. they might also be like university students because mm-hmm. you have like two main groups of staff so you have like the teachers and then you have the activity staff so the activity yeah. staff would be running most of the stuff, obviously, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might be like university students, people people training to be teachers. Like yeah. Maybe like when you get lots of people who are training to be PE teachers, right. like kind of sports teachers. Yeah. Um, so they want to come and like try try out like their what they've been learning, basically, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of run, run these activities and get experience that way. Um, and yeah, like I say, most, most of the staff um you know because at the end of the day is you know that it's a very dynamic atmosphere so Mm. it's you need a lot of energy so basically it usually appeals to people who are like a little bit younger um so it's like they also that that works quite well because then they're slightly closer in age the students and you know they can really get to know them and and sort of tell them about the uk and because it's not it's not just in the lessons and in the activities that they're together they would be like when you have meals the staff eat in the same place as as the students so you know they're interacting and chatting just in a natural way like Mm -hmm. not it's not like okay go and sit with those four students and and talk to them about like english um music it's just you know it's just no like you know relax everybody just just kind of interact in a natural way yeah um so so yeah in the breaks it's the same thing because also it's obviously the students have to be supervised yeah but not not in a way that's like like really strict like like sort of security guards watching them (laughs) it's it's like this kind of interaction between staff and students and then the supervision just happens naturally yeah um so so you kind of yeah there's always there's always a good kind of chance of of kind of getting to know getting to know each other so it's kind of like a a sort of a family vibe or or something yeah no it really is though it really is because you also get a lot of the same staff coming back year after year yeah so especially in like a small in a smaller company um so they would maybe like two or three years you'd have like a core of staff Mm. and they would really know each other and kind of get on really well um so the students when they when they come into the school they feel like they're they're coming into a living a living and breathing kind of kind of school it's not it's not just 
loads of strangers who don't know each other. You know, it's it's like mm. the stuff. Good, there's a good atmosphere there. Sort yeah. of, it's like a proper it's, little it's, community kind of thing. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's really nice. It is it's, it is unlike anything else, you know. But like like I say, that's why it's also quite short because you know I think if you had that sort of environment running all year round, you, you, you'd never survive. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be exhausting. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so some of my listeners might be curious. They might want to know more. What What is actually the name of your company? What's the name of the summer school? What are all yeah. the details? Excellent question. Excellent question. Yeah, it's called Your English Summer. So it's very easy to remember. Your English Summer. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's um, the website is just just the same. It's um, yourenglishsummer.co.uk. Okay. And yeah, all the all the deets, all the details are, are on there. And, um, you know, they can obviously contact me through the website um, and, you know, I can answer any any questions and sort of tell them anything, anything else that might be might be interested to know. Um, And yeah, yeah, be, you know, more than more than more than happy to do that. That's brilliant. I want to do it. Am I too old? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Sadly, sadly, you can you can maybe come and teach. You know, yeah, maybe um, if I if I but, if I get any time off. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 uh, just tell your family you'll you'll be back in five weeks, and <laughs> and I'll be completely useless to them when I return. I'll be too That'll tired. Be, yeah, you'll be really tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I know it's it genuinely though because I I did languages at school and university, and and I'm sort of like, oh man, I wish I wish there'd been something like that for. English kids learning French that I'd known about that, that I could have gone to because yeah. it, it, it is it is really good fun. Um, you know, I think that's the thing about learning English as well. It's like there's so much out there, you know, like so many resources mm. and so many so many kind of camps and and like experiences that you can do. Um, but obviously, obviously, mine's the best, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, it is. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, so yeah, you studied languages. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier on that you, you speak some French, you speak some Spanish, you speak some Portuguese. Um, yeah, French and Spanish, a little tiny bit of Portuguese, not not much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so what's your background in learning languages? Because I'm always curious to find out about people's experiences of language learning. We might be able to pick up a few little tips and, and uh, tricks from you. Tell yeah. me about your language learning experiences. Yeah, I mean, I think it it happened almost by accident to begin with. It just, I don't know, it's just like a, I was just sort of quite drawn to learning French. Really, it just seems to come quite naturally. So it just made sense in my head, you know, like mm. science and maths. It didn't make really make sense in my head, but yeah. languages was like, oh yeah, okay, this I can I can put that together and that 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 kind of works. So it was just. It was just kind of cool, and and you often at school as well. I think it's like a bit of a stereotype, but sometimes you have like a bit of a cool language teacher, you know, like a mm. bit of a, like a hippie dude, like you know, or a nice a nice kind of guy who's like a language teacher, you know. So mm. you kind of have those those good sort of role models. Um, so what you had a and, good you had a good uh, French teacher or Spanish teacher at school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was lucky. I, I mean, I think it does it does often come down to that a lot, doesn't it? You know, yeah. um, I, I had a native French teacher actually. So that was that was really cool right. um, because, you know, it obviously everything just came so naturally in the pronunciation and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and also she was really experienced. So, um, you know, she she knew like how to kind of get the best out of our out students. Yeah. And and yeah, like, I, I don't know, in terms of like tri- tips and tricks, I mean, 
it's kind of like with with most most things i think it's sort of like just make sure you're in, enjoying it like i i don't know and like you're kind of focused on the like the purpose mm. i think a, a lot of the time like especially in the uk people people associate like learning languages with like negative experiences mm. i think you know like they're yeah. kind of like oh man like it was always so boring but you have to I think there's I think education in general is definitely coming on a lot and like developing a lot in terms of like the engagement of students and mm. and motivating them but um yeah like definitely with languages there has to be you have to be able to see some sort of purpose you know like what's the reason for this like how how will it help me in in my future or or, or something like that and and be able to see the results as well and 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 the kind of improvement mm, mm. Um, as, as a as as an adult uh now who's um i mean you, you started learning languages when you were at school in your in your teenage years yeah um and but you went on to sort of study what did you do at university again by the yeah, way french and spanish french so and spanish on. where yeah. did you study i studied in oxford yeah nice oxford yeah, university yeah. nothing but the best yeah. Yeah, that's it yeah <laughs> and that's, i slipped in under the radar yeah how did you get into oxford i don't know, I don't know. well it's my french teacher you know she she sort of drilled us like literally she kind of it was like we did like a boot camp yeah. <laughs> so it was because it's you have to have an interview and um you know it's really crazy when you go to oxford like for, for to go to, to go for your interview yeah um so they they sort of you have to like you know you wear a suit Stuff. You, you, had, um, you had to wear a suit, really. Wow. Well, you don't have to, but you just think, well, everyone else is going to be wearing a suit, so I better get, I better get a suit. That's yeah. probably the first time I had, I had a suit, really. Yeah. Um, and and so I was just, you know, absolutely like petrified, you know, like just just beyond nervous, yeah. just like 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 a statue. And um, <laughs> I remember I went up this really creaky staircase, and the other students. <laughs> who was before me yeah. was having her interview. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll try and listen at the door yeah. and like, see if I can tell like how many, how many people are in there because I knew it would be like either maybe one, but more likely two, possibly three people interviewing me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. Like this should be fine. And but I was, I could hear like quite a few voices and then the interview finished and she said goodbye. And then I heard like, goodbye, 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 <laughs> goodbye. I was like, what? the hell like how many people are in this interview eight people no you know? way. So, and there was like it was like a it's like a like a panel you know it's like a jury yeah uh, <laughs> there were eight people because it, it, it was languages so they had all the representatives of like you know all the major european languages so it was like french german no. spanish italian portuguese they were all in there so i, I just got battered it was like the european like half an hour it's like the european council yeah exactly exactly you know um it was hilarious but yeah some, somehow survived it but it, it yeah it's quite strange quite quite a bewildering experience mm. but you got in oxford yeah said, obviously said something that they liked yeah um nice one. Um, yeah no it's, it's yeah it's 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 uh i think it's it's famous it's known everywhere i think there is definitely more of an aura around the names Oxford and Cambridge than 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 is kind of justified though. Really, you know, I, th- I think I think they are amazing. You know, amazing unis, and you basically, you know, you have the best, some of the best like leading minds mm. on any 
given topic like in the world you know so that's that's just like you know you see you're there and there's your tiny tiny little brain yeah and then there's this professor with this like huge like you know kind of planet-sized brain <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're you're kind of you know you, you are in the presence of greatness but at the end of the day if you're really interested in your subject and and kind of you know quite good at it and work hard and stuff um and you want to work you know you, you want to kind of study really hard like a lot of the time while you're at university then uh, you know it's worth worth giving it a crack because you know they can only say no yeah and at, at the end of the day it, it, it'd be a pretty good experience fantastic did you um uh did you study with anyone famous yeah, actually yes um someone who's now really famous yeah um, so if any of your listeners have ever se- well have ever seen star wars it's yeah. a bit of a stupid question but everyone like loads of people have seen star wars but um <laughs> so rogue one yeah he's in that and also he's an actor now and also um he was in a tv show called the knights of uh-huh. and lots of other things road to guantanamo so he's this actor and musician called riz ahmed yeah how well so did he you wasn't, know him? He, he was a friend of mine, you know, we, we, we were like, we were mates. He was in the year below me. Uh-huh. So he was doing PPE and, PPE. um, I, yeah, politics, philosophy and economics, uh-huh. which is like one of the, one of the, one of the kind of creme de la creme, like Oxford courses, you yeah. know, that's like one of the hardest to get in on like wow. PPE and, and management and, and M and E anything with an acronym <laughs> and management and economics those two apparently are, are two of the most difficult to get in on. Really? So yeah, he he kind of uh, was doing that in the year below. But we we knew each other fairly well, you know. Like um, you know, we'd always have a chat and stuff around if if when, whenever we bumped into each other. Um, I I very much doubt if he would recognise me now, you know. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's kind of I guess I guess he'd be the most well known. But then it's like lots of other people who were there you know they're doing just really important stuff kind of in 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 their fields you know mm-hmm. yeah like kind of journalists and and things like that but i guess he would be the most recognizable recognizable sort of person yeah wow what was he like then yeah he's just like really nice guy man you know just just like you, you sort of think oh yeah you know these these celebs they're probably all assholes like behind the scenes but he's just he was like super engaging yeah that was that was the thing i would say about him like like when you spoke to him, he's just, you know, he just really, you know, when you have the feeling that someone's really listening mm. and they're really responding to what you're actually saying rather than just waiting for an opportunity to speak. Yeah. Like he was, he was kind of, kind of like that and just, just really interesting, like full of energy. Yeah. Um, I think he's great. Was, I love his character in uh, Rogue One. Um, uh, it's just yeah. brilliant and, and good film. I like uh, Rogue One as a Star Wars film. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of um, I, I, maybe even more than the Force Awakens. I, mm. I um, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, must be must have been funny though to see your mate in a Star Wars film. It's weird. It is quite weird. Like especially on the big screen, it's just like what? Like what? I, nev- I never realized his head was that big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is he so shiny? Um, He's massive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a film. Oh, I'm so small. Why is he so much bigger than me? <laughs> why is he? Yeah. Why is he all flat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is because a lot, a lot of my friends um, like take the piss out of me now as well because they're like, "Oh, are you really upset because Riz is so famous?" And I'm just like, I'm like, whatever. You didn't even know he was my friend until I told you. You know, like 
do you think if I was so uh, upset, I would have mentioned it, you know, <laughs> like uh, with like a massive complex about it? Right. But, I, but, it, but is, it, it is quite weird. It are, is you, quite, it is. are you still in touch with him? I'm not, sadly. What yeah, we've, 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 we've sort of, we, we drifted apart. I could, I could, I could hit him up on Facebook. <laughs> just, just like start stalking him on Instagram or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, saw you in the Rogue One. Pretty good. Yeah. If you look, want any look, acting tips, just let me know. <laughs> looks like things are going well. A- any chance I can drop in next time I'm in New York? Yeah, I see that. See you're quite famous now uh, in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Any chance we can maybe rekindle our friendship? <laughs> yeah. Got any free stuff? You know. <laughs> I just want some free stuff, Riz. Just give me the stuff. Just wanted to remind you that we had a pretty good conversation once. Just um, it was yeah. pretty. We could do that again. Just saying. Way back. Maybe he's just really desperate for like a normal friend, you know, like like you yeah. know, it could be all these Hollywood kind of people. Yeah, trying to like be his friend. Maybe you should write to him. Just say, I know that you're fed up with Harvey Weinstein. I know yeah. uh, we all are, but I'm just letting you know, Riz, that I'm a normal guy. Uh, and I'm here for you if yeah, you, if you yeah, need. Yeah, precisely, man, precisely. No, I mean it, it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's just like I don't know if, if any one person needs to be so talented in like so many different fields. <laughs> yeah, know? it's basically just like a poly a polymus. Yeah, like he's like a, he's like an, I saw him emceeing on like the Tonight Show or something. He's like rapping. He's like rapping to Stephen Colbert. Right. I'm like what. What's going on? And then he's like on the. He was like on the on the actual cover of Time magazine. He was on but Time it, magazine cover. Yeah, I'm like at that point, I'm just sort of like, no, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody needs to be this successful apart from Bill Gates. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's like calm down. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's good at pretending. Don't get Chill. carried away. Chill. You know, we're British after all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, oh well, yeah, pretty yeah, good stuff. I don't know, man. Interesting times. All right. Well, um, I think that everyone, uh, ev- even if, ladies and gentlemen listening, even if you don't have teenage children, I think you should check out Raf's summer school called Your English Summer. www. No one, no one says that anymore, do they? Yeah, I never know whether to whether whether I'm giving myself away as a bit of a dinosaur by saying that or not. But HTP. Yeah. HTTP <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash www.yourenglishsummer.co.uk All lowercase. Yeah, no spaces. <laughs> I love that. Open love up it. your web browser. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Turn on your computer. Uh, open okay. up your web uh, browser to access the internet or the World yeah. Wide Web, as uh, many people call it. Yeah, I think I think the no space thing. I think finally everyone stopped <laughs> saying that. Like, I think like that. That's the one that you just don't say anymore. Yeah. So there's no spaces. Like, yeah, really, in the web address, there's no there's the, the URL. There are no spaces. Okay. Or like in an email address, it's Luke Teacher L U K E T A C H E R all lowercase no spaces at you know the at mark. Yeah. <laughs> well that's weird because i remember i remember my mum trying to explain to, to her dad like this was probably like about 15 years ago so to be fair you know and he she, he was obviously like you know what's this email thing and she was like well you know you can send me and you can send me an email like like a letter but but like made out of electricity <laughs> <laughs> made out of data um and and so she she sort of said her email address to him mm. and she was like and then she said the at 
And he obviously was like, what's at? <laughs> and she was like, it's that key. It looks like an A. But when she was, I could only hear her side of the conversation because she was on the phone. Right. And so she was like, it's that letter. Like, it's like an A, but with a circle around it. And then he obviously just, like, didn't believe her. So <laughs> she, she was sort of like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Really, there is, there is a letter. There is one key for at. <sighs> <laughs> and he was obviously saying, like, why wouldn't you just write A-T? <laughs> you know, so yeah. this went on for quite some time. It, it was very amusing. Oh, wonderful. What just was this disbelief that, that someone had invented one letter for the for the word at yeah know? is that what that is i mean what was it used for before email addresses yeah who knows man yeah i guess he just never he just never seen it because he'd, he'd never used email so yeah. it was just like it was like like i mean it was the same like I, I mean i taught my grandma how to use a computer and it was like you know she'd never typed she'd never used a typewriter before mm. and i was like okay here's here's your dell computer like that the computers are available you know like <laughs> let's let, let's let's learn how to use a computer have for having never typed <laughs> on right. a typewriter before you know um so that was it was just like i don't know it's really hard to like it but it was fascinating you know yeah yeah it's like uh. picking up the mouse i'm like i'm like move the mouse up the screen she's like picking it up off the table i'm like no no like you have to keep the mouse on the table <laughs> right she's like right, okay it was amazing it really was amazing yeah, just yeah, yeah. That back in the days when yeah, it, it, it wasn't logical to operate yeah. a computer. These days, it's so intuitive. Like computers and devices and stuff are designed to be so intuitive. They know exactly. We're all on the same page. We know basically that you can you know squeeze the the image and it gets bigger or smaller, or you can do double tap yeah. and or whatever. But back in those days, uh, yeah, none of it was intuitive. Just oh, you mean I have to hold this thing and that's called a yeah. mouse and yeah. okay what do i do with it and and people are like pulling the mouse towards the screen as if you need to touch the mouse on the screen it's like no 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. keep the mouse on the table you see that little that's, arrow that's that little cursor that's the that's ah and then it you know in the beginning it's like really difficult to to uh to get the hand eye coordination do you remember like yeah, the mouse yeah, you'd move the cursor and the cursor would be like way woo yeah. going all over the place <laughs> Because we hadn't learned quite how to to operate it, or you'd run out of table. Yeah, you'd run out, and you'd have to <laughs> roll the the mouse back. Yeah, remember. And and you also in the early days, everything had to be done on top of a mouse pad. Yeah, and if you if the mouse left the mouse pad, then just no traction. It the wouldn't whole world work. Of pain, you know. Yeah, and, and the, every now and then you'd have to like unscrew the bottom of the mouse and, and get the little ball out and like put it in a special fluid. And like wash off all the bits of like, you know, hair and like chewing gum and stuff that got stuck to it. Like, where does all this come from? Like, why is there a bit of coconut stuck to my mouse ball? Yeah, all this space dust just collects around the mouse ball. People will be like, only wash it in the fluid. Don't don't use any other kind of fluid apart from mouse ball fluid. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. It's actually made from mouse's saliva. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only thing that can clean a mouse ball is uh, genuine mouse mouse saliva. Uh, a long way. Yeah, water will just break it. Yeah, yeah, it'll just burst. Oh dear, such fun, such fun times they were. Um, Raf, thanks so much for talking to me on the podcast. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on again, man. Yeah, it's, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. It's been loads of fun, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk again soon. Yeah, cool. All right, thanks a lot. Right, cheers. 
So that was a rambling chat with Raphael Miller. Don't forget to visit yourenglishsummer.co.uk and the Facebook page, facebook.com slash yourenglishsummer for more details about Raph's summer school in Liverpool. It could be a great thing for your teenage kids to do. Or if you know any other parents who are looking for a small, friendly and genuinely fun English summer school experience, tell them about Your English Summer. Um, Now, before we end here in this episode, here's another note about Luke's English Podcast Premium. I've been mentioning this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, People have been asking me when it's going to arrive. Well, I expect it to arrive in May. Um, So just a couple of weeks I think. Things slowed down a little bit this week because I got really ill with a very nasty throat infection, which I'm still recovering from. Tonsillitis, to be exact. That was the name of the infection, tonsillitis, an infection of the tonsils. Tonsils are glands at the back of the throat. And mine got infected and all swollen, which was intensely painful for about five days. My whole head felt like it was going to explode. In fact, I felt like someone was stabbing me in the head and neck and in the ears with needles while also periodically stepping on my legs and back in a pair of Dr. Martin's boots. Swallowing was like torture. Basically, it wasn't nice at all. Um, It was a lot like when I was sick in Japan. Um, Thankfully, though, this time it was just the tonsils and not something more serious like it was back then. Anyway, the French healthcare system and my wife looked after me, and I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you very much for asking, if indeed you did. Um, Also, for a week to 10 days this month, we're going to go to the UK on holiday, which means taking some more time out from podcasting duties. There should be another episode coming out while I'm away. But the launch of LEP Premium is unlikely to happen until May because of these reasons. I'm also still working with Libsyn, the host, to actually do things like make certain additions to the app and some other things uh, before LEP Premium can actually happen. Anyway, it should come along in May. And when it does, you should find that one of the first premium episodes is a language review of this episode. Um, Also, there are some language features from the episode about pets that I wanted to look at, so that's probably going to come up too. Remember that one of the aims of Luke's English Podcast Premium is to make sure that you really learn the English that you've heard on the podcast. Not just hear it, but really learn it properly. The English that you might not even have noticed, because quite often in these conversations there are lots of, you know, bits of English that you might not even realise have happened. Uh, Because often, this is the way it goes, often when you're learning a language, you don't really know what you've missed because, you know, you don't know those phrases or you can't really hear them properly. You're not able to identify them. So you're sort of not even... There's a a certain number of phrases or a certain amount of English that you're hearing that is kind of going over your head. And this is the stuff I really want to kind of, you know, focus my attention on to help bridge that gap between what you know now, and what you really could learn uh, from my podcast. Um, So I'm talking about highlighting and teaching you the English that you might not even have noticed, but which you probably need a guiding hand, in this case my guiding hand, with all those years of teaching experience and podcast experience. Uh, 
So I can help you with your English and we can also have some fun while doing it. So a language review for this episode with LEP Premium coming up. I expect. Remember too that NEP Premium is basically going to work like this. So first of all, you'll create a profile with my podcast host Libsyn. So you need to just set up a you know a simple profile, and then when you、um, register as a premium subscriber, you just need to pay a small amount per month. That would be, for example, the price of a coffee for me every month, like buying me a coffee every month. And that will allow you to access the premium content, and then you can get the that content in the Luke's English Podcast app because you'd sign in with your Libsyn profile in the app, or you'd get it on a web page,、um, and it's the same account login, same exact account. You just sign in on the app, sign in online, and you can get the content on the in the app or online. And that's a chance for you to get content that focuses specifically on language teaching. While also allowing you to make a contribution to Luke's English podcast, so you'll get those LEP Premium episodes and also new phrasal verb episodes, plus some more bonus stuff for you, my premium subscribers. If you choose to do it, you'll be like my VIP club, and I'll be happy to reward you with exclusive content. And in return, you'll be helping to support the podcast properly. So that is all coming soon to Lepland.、Uh, but right now, it's.、Uh, It's time to go,、um, so I hope that you have a fantastic day, or night, or morning, or afternoon, or evening, or milkshake, or smoothie, or tropical fruit juice, or whatever it is that you're having. I hope you really, really, really thoroughly, properly enjoy it. And thank you again for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I'll speak to you very, very soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk/slash/premiuminfo.